You are listening to the In Her Eyes podcast. I am your host, Lynn Niehaus, episode 23. Hello, hello, my lovely friend, and welcome to the In Her Eyes podcast. I am your host, Lynn Niehaus, interior designer, artist, mama, scientist, color specialist, and space coach, here to help you navigate the beautiful messiness of raising strong, thriving daughters while you discover the path to a home that inspires you. You will learn to design gorgeous, peaceful spaces inside and out that you can be proud of and love coming home to. Each week, we will explore how individuality and practicality create the harmony our souls crave. Let's dive in, my dear, to all of our beautiful stuff. going to ask you how you are today because we are literally just days away from Christmas if you're listening to this when it came out. And if you're not, um, if you're listening to it later on, then you're either in the midst of of the holiday or whatever holiday you celebrate. Uh, we are, we're right there right now. What I want to talk about today instead is I want to share with you a way that you can tap into these energetic feelings that most people get this time of year, understanding where they're coming from and how you can take that information and apply it to understanding how the energy in your home, how it gets stagnant, and how it can make you feel different ways, whether that's good or whether that's bad. What I'm gonna give you today is four different analogies that explain this concept that in our traditional Western world, isn't really something that we spend a lot of time thinking about. Um, we've all heard the term feng shui, whether you, I have people say, oh, I believe in that, or I don't believe in that. You know, in the Eastern tradition in, in China, it's not something you believe, it's 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 a fact, it's, it's nature, it's exactly, it's a natural science, and it's studied like that. And this isn't a podcast on feng shui. I am in no way, shape, or form a feng shui expert. But what I am really, really good at is tapping into the energy in a space and recognizing how it's making the people who live there feel and how we can either expand it if it feels good, expand it to all the other areas of the home, or rectify it if it feels bad and understand whether it's the habits or whether it's furniture placement or whether it's just thoughts that are making it feel that way. That sounds like a big ask, but it really is very important. And it's one of the reasons why the Chinese have spent so many years studying this and so many things that they do are based upon these 
principles, and when I say these principles, I'm actually not going to go into the principles. Um, basically, what I want to talk to you today about is just the flow of energy in your home, the flow of, and in Chinese, it's called the qi. And what, how you can understand what that is in our Western thought process. There are three times a year as designers, we get flooded or just the vast majority of our phone calls for help to do work. Those three times of year are right when the kids go back to school. So early September, late August, early September, it's usually early mid-September, people are starting to think about the holidays, um, but they're also in an environment where oftentimes, especially my moms that either are working in the home or don't have another job outside the home, those are, they're experiencing for the first time a sense of control in their home because they're able to have some quiet time. They're able to get things put together. And it's one of the reasons that 2021 was so hard is there, there wasn't that just natural break in that ability to shift the home energetically to a place that feels a little bit more orderly. The second time that I get lots of calls is that post Thanksgiving pre-Christmas time of year. So many times people have hosted a holiday dinner or they've gone to somebody else's house for a holiday dinner and they've noticed whether if they're hosting, oftentimes they're bringing more people into their home than they normally do. There's more activity and so they had to move furniture around and they recognize things in their home that either felt good maybe when they moved a piece of furniture out, or sometimes it's taking some art off the wall so a table can expand or taking curtains down um, because there's going to be more, the grandkids are going to be in the house, so sending them out to be cleaned. Usually there's some large action taken that feels really good, or they've gone to someone else's house where it just felt like it flowed more than theirs and it wasn't necessarily, um, you know, the house wasn't necessarily bigger, their house wasn't necessarily, it just felt like it was easier to move around. So those tend to prompt those phone calls um, to see, you know, how can they get the help they need to feel more like that in their home. And the third time is usually right after the holidays when decorations come down, things get put away, the furniture is still moved in this new configuration to either house the Christmas tree or house additional guests. And it, what happens when those things occur is the energy gets stirred up and it feels a little bit different. And anytime you're out of your everyday routine and you notice something different, your senses are elevated and you're more attuned to it and you start to ask questions. You start to wonder why that is. And that's the reason that people feel these differences in their home. Now, there are also things that we feel in the process of, of decorating for 
a holiday or getting ready for people to come, you know, to our house or just making it feel more festive for ourselves. A lot of times the things that we're doing in our home are things that we've been doing for years. And so they trigger particular memories or it can be smells that trigger those memories. It can be ornaments. It can be just the tradition, the pattern of what we do. And those little pockets of memories, those little thoughts that we have stored in our heart in little tiny capsules, those sort of pop open and we feel them and we get that, that rush of adrenaline. Um, there can also be some, some bad memories in there too. And we're not going to talk so much about that today, but it is important to recognize that those those little bad feelings that pop out this time of year, um, it's important to recognize what's triggering those as well. But the purpose of this is just to understand that the way we feel in our space is controlled by a force that we really can't see for the most part, but there are ways to tap into it. There's ways to understand it and there's ways to augment it if we're if we have that ability to recognize it and understand it so what i want to give you today is four different analogies because none of these alone adequately explains this concept of chi it's it's something that we really don't have good terminology for in the English language or in our culture. A lot of times people confuse this concept of chi, of, of the energy that flows around things, this life force energy that exists with air because we know that we breathe in, we breathe out and that keeps us alive. We know that air moves around our house. We know it could be constricted. And we know that it can be drafty. Like we know all these things that about air that we can apply to this concept of energy. And some of it is relevant, but it goes a little deeper than that. It's more like air, uh, the concept of air on a more micro, well, both a more a micro and macro level, but really definitely on a more micro level. So beyond what just the simple elements of air are. So let's talk about air for a minute. So air we think of as a singular thing. Like it's a singular noun, it's one word. We know when there's air coming in, we know when there's air coming out, but we also know just from the basic science that we learned in grade school that air is made up of a number of different things. It's made up a number of different gases. And then there's also tiny particles floating in the air. There's all these things that make up this one word that we describe as air. So 
it from a scientific standpoint, there's oxygen, there's nitrogen, there's carbon dioxide, there's these words that we know that are in air. And the ratio of those things are things that we certainly experience on a biological level. So we know that when we go to the forest, where there's lots of trees, the percentage of oxygen in the air is more. So that's the concept that we experience as fresh air. There's also less... Um, the, you know, the leaves are doing a better job filtering. So there's less, there's less particles in the air. So we experience more energy because we have more access to the oxygen that's in the air and the higher percentage of what we're breathing in is actually oxygen. There's also density in air which we've experienced, especially if we've gone into a city where there's lots of particles in the air. And so our lungs are filtering out the particles as they're trying to get the things that they need that they need in order to make our body function. And those things happen in the home as well. So in places where the air is not moving as much, you're going to have more density. You're going to have more more um, particles in the air. And that's the way I want, that's the simplest way to think about chi. But it's important to understand that chi isn't air, that the energy in your home isn't necessarily just the air in your home. But it's a great first indicator of how things are moving. So if you have an area that's not getting good ventilation, not only is the air going to be blocked, but the energy is also going to be blocked as well. So it's just a good way to parallel this concept of how things move around, uh, you know, around and through your space. And that's the thing that people experience when they're moving furniture around. Um, there are areas where that flow, that natural flow of energy or that flow of good energy is blocked. And suddenly they're re-experiencing it and they're recognizing it without actually a lot of times even having, even having to put specific words to it. They just know something feels different. They liked that different feeling and they want to expand it. So the second analogy that I want to use for this concept is music. So whatever you felt when I said that word music probably has a it's going to be different for everyone who's listening to this podcast right now. And you're going to relate that word music to your own personal tastes. And the difference between music and noise, because they're all just vibrations, or they're both vibrations, is the space between the notes and what makes something music versus what makes something just noise 
is the rhythm and the space between the actual physical stimulated noise. And that applies to the energy in your home. I like to think about our homes as singing us a silent song, a song that our ears don't actually recognize, but our bodies do. Our bodies know so much more than we give them credit for. We're just not taught to tap into the knowledge and the innate wisdom that our bodies have because we've been taught to think and overthink things and overanalyze things instead of just kind of relaxing into the simple vibrations of what's around us. So that being said, there is actually noise in our home that does interfere with that soft, sweet, silent song that we want our home to be playing for us or our space. Just even if you are starting the process of cultivating your home and cultivating your space in a way that brings you joy and you're starting really small, I do encourage that. It's easier to tap into that those feelings that you have about your space when you're just focused on a little individual space and you're just focused on one person's interaction with that space. So it's one of the reasons that I love working with mothers on their daughter's bedrooms because it's so important when we get rid of some of the 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 physical noise, some of the busyness and the chaos, we're able to really tap into and honor them on a um, on a deeper level. And it's so easy for us to get overwhelmed by all of the things going on visually and spatially and physically that we can't really create this this beautiful silent song that our home is singing to us. Electronics do give off a buzz. LED lights give off a buzz. There's a lot of things that are giving off a buzz that disrupts this this beautiful silent song that our our homes want to or we want to have in our homes. So that's important to recognize, but just learning to start to observe some of these sort of buzzy noises that that these electronics give off is a good way to understand this energy that moves through our space, making us either feel good or bad, because if you know, you know, if you're experiencing a, a loud buzzing, um, what that does to you, what that feels like. And so understanding that just sometimes when certain pieces of furniture are placed in a relationship to another or things are older and more worn and don't feel fresh and clean, they also create that same sort of buzzing noise to our bodies. And we feel that when we're in our spaces without being actually able to 
pinpoint it directly. So it's just a sense of awareness. So I invite you to make that shift, to make that shift to thinking about your home as singing this beautiful silent song to you and your body moving through it. And just because our brains are adept at understanding the concept of music and understanding what we like about music, as you move through your spaces, you can apply that concept and help you start to understand energy or the energetic, the movement of energy and how it makes you feel in your space on a deeper level. And this will help you uncover things that you might not have recognized that were out of physical alignment for you in your space. The third way I want to show this to you is I want to show it to you in a visual way. And the easiest way for me to explain it visually is if you've ever seen time-lapse photography of a cityscape or a highway or a group of highways where they intersect and you see the lights moving and but you you don't see them moving individually you just see things sort of flowing um, there are times where things stagnate we all know what that feels like when you need to be somewhere and suddenly you're stuck in traffic and we also knows, know what it feels like when you're headed somewhere and then out of the blue, completely unexpectedly, and it's somewhere, maybe not somewhere you travel every day, but somewhere you travel often enough and there's a detour sign there and it throws you for a mental loop. You know, first when you see you think, hmm. Is that my route that's being detoured or is that for something else? And then you make the turn that you want to take and then suddenly you see the road closed ahead sign and it's road closed ahead three quarters of a mile. And again, you, you stop and take pause because you start to think, well, I know I'm turning off this road. Do I turn off before three quarters of a mile? Do I need to take the detour? Is it okay for me to just take the route that I normally take? Is this gonna impede my progress? Am I already running late? Like all of this friction starts to come up and all of these questions start to come up. And that's what we experience a lot of times in our home where this energy's had this opportunity to build up to the point where our body is finally noticing it on a larger level. Now, different people are more sensitive to this than everybody's more sensitive to this on, on varying, in varying degrees, varying levels. Um, through this year, and one of the reasons that I've, I dove in so deep to this work is because clients have always asked me, you know, they've said, oh, this doesn't feel right. What do you think? This doesn't feel right. What do you think? And it wasn't a formal training in design that helped me navigate the answers and, and know which way to go with it. It was more of this innate feeling of, well, this is too close, or this makes me 
un, you know, this makes me uncomfortable. And I started to recognize that I was getting those physical sensations in my body that I was able to explain to my client and, you know, we're able to make just sometimes it's just the quickest, easiest change It's just, you know, tilting something, moving something, stacking something, grouping something, separating something to make this change and knowing from an energetic standpoint when it's what it's coming from. But I was able to to show that to them and give that to them without really having to explain it with just saying, oh, this looks better or this feels better. And they agreed and they were very happy and and we went on our merry way and we did what we needed to do. But I've learned as I've gone through the process that me being able to understand these concepts, I'm also able to help my clients. And throughout that's this year, actually probably two years, I guess, um, by now is because once we went into into you know isolation and to, to to the original COVID lockdowns, and I was doing my consultations virtually. I was able to experience things on a greater level of what my clients were actually experiencing because they were in control of the camera, and then I was also leaving it up to them to make the changes. So I had to direct them physically to be able to make the changes that got to the solutions that they wanted. Now the third or the fourth way that I like to explain this is a better understanding of our nervous system. If you've ever walked out the door and the door caught the back of your heel, or you stubbed your toe on the door, you experience pain. How bad it is, it doesn't matter. It's just that momentary response of pain. It's not the door that's creating the pain. It's your nervous system that's letting you know that something happened to a part of your body. So, you know, so many times we blame it on the door. You know, the door hit me, the door hurt me. But the door only caused the cells in your body to react to the trauma it experienced when the door hit you. So you only know this concept that you're experiencing pain because of your nervous system. And again, any study of basic physiology, you know that your nervous system works entirely on a combination of electrical impulses as well as chemical stimulants. So this, the electrical impulses happen, it releases chemicals, releases electrical stimulus to the point where you start to have an understanding that the door snags your foot, your foot now hurts, you need to stop and you need to take a look and make sure there's no major damage there or whatever you need to do to make the the pain stop. And just to explain it further, you know that if you walk up to the door and you put your hand on the door, the door doesn't cause pain. Now, on the other hand, if 
It's 10 degrees outside. Your door is poorly weather stripped and the air is coming in. Your 16 year old is upstairs playing screamo music at top volume and it's vibrating all the way down the house through the door. And the paint is peeling and all of that, when you put your hand on the door, you're going to experience that. You're going to experience it in almost a sense of physical overload. And that's the way energy works. Your body responds to energy as it comes in and as it's able to process it. And in places where it's either overloaded or can't process it, doesn't really know what to do. And when it doesn't know what to do, that's when your emotions, that's when the way you feel is affected. So I wanted to just bring that to the forefront, just to bring this concept of, of the energy in your home into a language that's easier for you to understand, for your brain to wrap itself around so that whenever you're ready to make a change or if you don't know where to start, you can tap into this understanding to be able to figure out where it is you want to start, what it is you want to do, and quite possibly what kind of changes you want to make. Just before I was set to record this, my husband was on a phone call with a coworker and earlier in the day, her children had been sick and I guess now they were jumping on the bed and my husband's reply was, you can always find some energy for the fun things. And that's what you want to feel like in your home. You want to, to be able to manipulate the energy in your home so that you feel the way that you want to. And just to tie this all together, I'm currently in the process of reading the book, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. It's a book that's been out for a while. I don't know why it just came into my purview just in the last few months and I picked it up and I'm reading it with a bunch of amazing women. I love it because it's tying together all these concepts of flow of letting us let experiences that happen in our life and in our circumstances move through us and how that affects us so differently than if we allow them to bottle up inside of us or even some good experiences we hold on to. And that was what I referenced in the very, very beginning even some of those good experiences can bottle up inside of you and cause these little blocks and something triggers it and you get this little burst of goodness. And in that moment, it can be a very good thing. But as humans, we tend to crave those bursts. And when we have all of these little pockets, bad pockets and good pockets that cause these energetic blocks within us, it makes it harder for us to allow things to flow through us. And the more we allow things to flow through us, experiences, the more we're able to 
tap into the joy that's around us and the more we're able to understand where and how we can interact with our environment in a way that brings us more joy. And the reason I mention that is because the other thing that we experience when we're doing our holiday decorating is we're pulling out those trinkets and baubles that remind us of different things. And because we have, you know, rituals, traditions, things that we do every year, we don't tend to hold on as tightly because we always know that in our interaction with those, that whether it's an activity or whether it's a physical thing, we're going to experience it again over and over and over. You know, same time next year, same bat place, say, you know, same bat time, same bat channel, if you're old enough to remember that. But letting the, that's one of the things that brings us some joy in the holiday season and in the process of decorating is because we're, ta- we're moving into a flow that is in that moment familiar and we're enjoying that. Now, oftentimes I've also found people that they'll put up their holiday decorations and then they're dying to take them down. And that's that same experience of it's possible that they're making changes that feel really, really good at the beginning, but then they're creating these stagnant energies, whether it's something that's triggered by something physical that they've done, or they're just, you know, maybe they put too much in their space and their space is starting to feel crowded and claustrophobic, um, or they were doing it in preparation for emotions to try and trigger some of those good feelings. And maybe those good feelings don't get triggered because of other things happening, whether it's disagreement with family members or um, just a general unhappiness with their space, whatever it is, it can be anything. And then they're ready to go. Or it's like, if you've ever had one of those exercises where they're really teaching you how to fully relax, and they teach you by tightening the muscle as hard and as tight as you can, and then letting it go. And that feeling of letting go feels so good that maybe just in that anticipation of putting things up, they're looking forward to that feeling of packing everything away and feeling that good energy that comes back when you're opening up your spaces again. So I just wanted to put that out there because if if you listen to my last podcast, which was out of about alignment, one of the things that I talked about is a beginning of the year, I'm going to be doing a just a little mini challenge on um, Facebook in the Facebook group and in um, and on Instagram sort of in parallel cut an alignment challenge. If you tried to head over to the web page and access it and found nothing there, um, that was because um, our internet crashed right in the middle of putting it up and somehow it just didn't save. So I'm in the process of building that back up. And hopefully by the time you hear this, you'll be able to access that. There'll be two ways to do that. One is you could just go to this episode's page, this web page for this particular episode. So that's in her eyes podcast forward slash episode 23. Or you can go to in her eyes podcast forward slash align A L I G N. 
and you will be able to sign up for the challenge. So that way you'll get the daily email. So just be one email each day, maybe two if there's a worksheet involved that um, you want to download or upload and get the journal prompts, get the activity schedule and help to bring your space, bring yourself and the two things together into alignment. And if you're doing it in conjunction with your daughter, because again, that's something that I feel so passionate about, there's gonna be a couple additional exercises there too. There's gonna be prizes to win, all kinds of fun stuff. So thank you, my friend, for joining me. And I hope that this episode Um, gave you a little bit more of a grounded information about how to tap into the energy in your home so that you can fine tune it and feel your best moving into the next year. So have a wonderful week and I hope to see you again here next week when I have such a fun exercise for us to do going into the new year. I've been doing it for several years now and it has brought me so much enlightenment and I'm not going to tell you anymore. I just hope you join me next week. Take care, my friend. Thank you for joining me here today on the In Her Eyes podcast. If you heard something today that resonated or helped you move forward on your design vision, please head over to the platform you get your podcasts and subscribe. And it would mean the world to me for you to leave me a rating and review. The complete instructions for doing that are on the In Her Eyes podcast website. That's inhereyespodcast.com forward slash review. And while you're there, be sure to grab my bedroom project planning workbook. It's the step-by-step guide to designing a room on any budget that truly supports your needs, your style, your habits, and you or your daughter will love coming home to, whether you're seven or 77. And it's my gift to you for tuning in. And if you have an idea for a podcast episode, something that you're struggling with, or something that you'd like to hear more about, please fill out the form on the bottom of the page. I personally read every single submission. If it's something that I feel confidently that I can speak to and help you with, I'll absolutely create something that will help you out. And if it's something that I feel like someone else can guide you better, I will guide you to that person, I promise. Have a beautiful day, my friend. Until next week.